And we're back. Stripe Show Podcast on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Hope you're off to a great start this week. Uh, go back Monday. Peter Costas was fantastic. Good to see his face. Someone who that I've uh, looked up to over the years, uh, his role on CBS, of course, golf instruction background like myself, but making it in the TV media world. Why not have a golf instructor at the table talking all things golf? That's my beef, but that's neither here or there. That was Monday. Go back and check it out. It's time to turn the page and look ahead. I apologize. Last week, I had to call it off um, the show on Tuesday. Kenny, my man, was ready to go, but we had so much good stuff going with Kramer Hickok and all of this that we had to run with it. It was a fabulous week. We appreciate you being here. We're back into our regular flow, which every Tuesday we look ahead, we break down the course, we break down the field, we give you our best bets. And one guy that's really, really good at it is this man sitting next to me, Kenny Kim. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good, Travis. Always fun to be on. I apologize if you hear some loud banging around me. I'm at work in my lunch break, so they might be doing some construction around. We all take our lunch breaks at different times. So uh, if you hear some banging or some drilling, I apologize. See, this guy's the boss, though. Don't let him fool you. He's the boss. He's in charge of these guys here so he can sneak away because he's really good at this, right? You have to – you wear a lot of hats, Kenny, and one of them – is picking winners, top 20s, breaking down this stuff. So we appreciate you um, taking the time here. There's a lot to think about. Florida Swing uh, is here. I'm looking outside in Florida. It's beautiful out. It's going to be very nice down in West Palm Beach. We're looking at the low 80s. A little bit of wind on Thursday, Friday. Not bad through the weekend. But the Florida Swing is here. We go Honda. We go Bay Hill. And then you're in my backyard at the Players' Championship, TPC Sawgrass. It's 60s in D.C., right? Yeah, not bad. It's spring, baby. Golf is here. Let's yeah. roll. Not bad. I played golf last weekend. Uh, I think it was like 55. I went out and played. So, yeah, the weather's getting better. I'm looking forward to going out and playing a little bit more, t- taking out some of your uh, some of your tips from your okay. uh, from your uh, from your school and stuff like that. The uh, the videos mm-hmm. that you guys do to, for your lessons. Yeah. Uh, I might need a few of those. I actually had my best putting day probably in years the last time I went out. So we'll see. Well, I, have my, um, I have my new training programs that are being launched um, with my new website, which was supposed to be done like, I don't know, 10 months ago. Here we are still. Um, it's coming. I promise here. Uh, we're, we're looking here very soon, but I'm going to send them to you. Driving operation, baby draw strokes, gain short game. Each program is 10 videos. And you start here, you end here, and it's like, okay, I can do that. I can go through yeah. this little online class. So maybe you'll be a can you want to be a student here this spring? I'll send you the links. Yeah, I'm playing in a league for the first time starting okay. this spring. So it's like I gotta get a little better, you know. <laughs> we all gotta get better. I got a whole one uh, on Friday, by the way. Yeah, I, I hate you for that. I've been playing almost 35 years and I have I, the closest I've gone is about two and a half feet, like three times. It's funny, there's a, there's a big skins game here in Ponte Vedra. It's inside TPC Gates. There's another course called the Yards. It's 12 holes, nine regular, and then the back three are par threes. And then they have a beer loop par three inside that. There's actually six par threes. Every Friday at four, they have this big skins game. You play the six par threes. Well, anyway, our last hole, the 12th hole, par three, that's one of the holes you play in the skins game. I aced it right before the skins game started. 
So I didn't get it. Oh, it didn't count. Oh, didn't count. Hey, yeah. but at least you got the whole one. I mean, that's good enough, you know? Yeah. Well, it was my third one. It was fun. We, we drank some beer anyway, so we didn't have to, we didn't have to win the skins game. All right, let's get at it. Here we go. Honda Classic. It's been around forever. PGA National. Absolute beast mode down in West Palm. Just over 7,100 yards. Bermuda grass. As I mentioned, the weather's going to be good. How about this weather we've been having on the PGA Tour? I mean, the sun is out. Beautiful. It seems like every single day. It's going to be low 80s. Uh, looks like a decent chance of maybe into the 15, 20 mile an hour wind on Thursday, Friday, and then it smooths out. But of course, you're in Florida. That can change um, quickly. This is a um, this is a tough course. This is a tough one to handicap. Decent field uh, as we look at it, and we'll break it down. But you start running the numbers here. Yes, strokes gain approach is always yes. You got to be winning there. Strokes gain putting is elevated. I was probably a little surprised how important driving distance has played out here, considering the nature of the course and you know the way the water is positioned on all of these holes. At the end of the day, though, you have got to avoid the big numbers here. You've got to avoid hitting the ball in the water consecutively. When you look at PGA National, buddy, what do you think of? I mean, it's always a tough course. I mean, you know, like you said, the wind, the water. Uh, I mean, most of the time, you know, you see it's like t- bottom 10 and driving distance, driving accuracy, and greens and regulation year in and year out. Uh, I mean, if you could somehow use it, a lot of people don't even use driver off the tee that often mm-hmm. and those that do uh you know they put more uh risk into play of course when it comes down to this course and you know you can even have winners from minus five up to minus 12 always one of the top five toughest courses on tour um i'm a big fan i've been there i went there the year sung j1 um okay. so you know I, i've seen this course up close i've seen the wind play havoc um you know long par threes all the par threes are over 175 um i think you got five par fours over 450 so i mean even though it's only like 7100 7200 yards it actually plays a lot longer um tough course it is a tough course matt jones he routed him here last year uh he was minus 12 Sungjae was back in 2020, the year before that. Keith Mitchell won here in 19. Keith's been good to me uh, over the years. I, I, I played him there at Waste Management there just a couple weeks ago. It was nice. Uh, Justin Thomas won in 2018. Ricky Fowler, when he could play golf back in 2017, he was actually 12 under also. Um, and then Adam Scott back in 2016. All right. A little different here now. Um as of probably the last month, going to go through the odds here. Really, after more outright winners, we're going to give you some of our top picks here, uh, who we like from an outright standpoint, give you some top 20s to think about, maybe a head-to-head as well. Been tracking very nicely here, really, with the um, the top 20s and the head-to-heads. I've been making some money on the head-to-heads, Ken. I, I, that's, I think that's that's the best way to make money at this whole deal. Um so we'll think about we'll be we'll be thinking about a few of those also. But you look at the the lines as we come on air here on Tuesday, and of course some of this has changed and will change perhaps by the time you watch this video or listen to it on audio. If you haven't subscribed, do Stripe Show. I promise you're going to want to be subscribed. We've got some great stuff coming up. But opening here, the favorite. The 2020 champion, Sanjay, he is 10 to 1 now as I look at it on DraftKings. Tommy Fleetwood, 14 to 1. Let's just stop there for a second. Am I reading that right? Tommy Fleetwood's number two on the board. 
Yeah, you're reading it right. It's, it's hard to believe. I mean, I, I think I'd rather play him in DFS than I would uh, bet him. I mean, you know, no wins here. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to play him in DFS. If you listen to my podcast, you can, you know, he's one of my cash game cornerstones, but he's also the seventh or eighth highest price golfer in the field. Uh, so it's a little bit different. He has played well here. He's got a couple top fives the last two times he's played. He played pretty well over the Middle East, too, in, in Europe. So it's good to see Fleetwood uh, showing some form. Louis, he'll play again this week, his second time this year. He's at 16-1. to 1. He likes this place. Daniel Berger all the way down at 16 uh, currently at this point. Horschel playing good golf, 18-1. to 1. And then we'll go down to Neiman, last week's champ. Looks so good. The putter really starting to come on. Uh, he works with Stephen Sweeney, who's been on the podcast a couple times. He's been telling me, Neiman is coming. His putter, the changes they've made have showed up, looked really, really good. He's 18 to 1, right? Can he go back to back? All right. Those odds there, top six on the board. Anybody of interest to you there? I mean, I'm probably not going to bet anyone this high at this event or this low. Um, I'm the one interesting to Neiman. Um, you know, I, I, after last week, I put a future on him, 50 to one for the open championship. Okay. Uh, I do like that low ball flight that that tee shot on 18 was just, you know, sick, like 30 yards, 30 feet above the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, it traveled 250 in the air and rolled 100 yards. Uh, you know, I think that would work perfect at St. Andrews this year. Uh, so I, I have him on that. I'm, I'm personally not going to bet anyone uh, this low, but if you're looking, Horschel seems to make sense. Uh, he likes these tougher tracks. He's been playing pretty good golf here uh, lately. Uh, you know, Berger, you just don't. A lot of the other guys have a lot of question marks. You know, Sungjae, are you really going to bet him 10-1? to 1? Uh, Fleetwood, no wins in the United States. Usti, no wins in the United States. Berger, back problems. Yeah. Uh, Neiman coming off a win. Uh, you know, it's always tough to go back-to-back. So a lot of, lot of question marks when it comes to the top of this board. So if I had to pick one here, which I'm not really betting, I'd probably go Billy Horschel. Yeah, I think the best player is Berger in there. But the question is the back. I'm hearing it's back. So if I had to pick, I'd probably take Berger at 16. Uh, Horschel, T16 back in 2019, T4 back in 2017. So he has had some success here. Mm -hmm. Um, Florida guy, went to Gainesville, certainly knows how to putt these Bermuda greens. I think you make a great point about Neiman, that low ball flight. His swing, a lot of lag, he lofts it. Uh, more conducive, certainly, the ball bouncing. You get here in Florida now, um, the ball's not going to bounce quite like that you know, when, you get, when you get here in Florida. So I think going back-to-back is going to be – Going back to back is going to be difficult here up for Neiman, but I'd probably go Berger. It's tough to go nine to one, ten to ten to one with Sanjay, and I think well noted Fleetwood and Newsty have never won. Yep, in never won. Yeah, so I think we got to keep looking. Let's let's keep scrolling down here uh, with some other guys here. Kepka, uh, he'll be sleeping in his own bed this week, twenty to one. Lowry's interesting at twenty two. I think Mitchell's interesting at thirty five. Matthew Wolf. Probably going to be flipping a coin. What are you going to get? 35. Norin is at 35. And I certainly think you got to look at Vegas at 40, don't you? Yeah, I like Vegas a lot, and I like Norin a lot uh, out of this bunch right here. Uh, you know, you've seen Norin almost win this event a couple years ago when he lost to J.B. Holmes um, coming down the wire. And then you have Vegas, who uh, has made all his cuts here, 
stat-wise, it just seems to make sense. Um, you know, and he's playing pretty good golf. Um, and I mean, if you take a peek, you know, his iron gains been really strong here lately. Um, the tee to green's been really good, uh, been good, solid off the tee. I mean, everything you you need, uh, he's been doing well. Also, you know, he's been avoiding the bogeys. You know, hasn't had too many bogeys here recently in the last 50 rounds. I think he's like 16th in the field in bogey avoidance. Uh, so, yeah, those are the two guys that I um, I like. I actually bet Norrin. Um, I haven't bet Vegas yet, but, you know, Norrin, tough track. Um, I like the, the Euro vibe on this. I mean, this event used to be uh, before all the schedule changes and stuff. It was like the first event you'd see all the European guys come and play. That sort of changed uh, over the years. But, you know, they're used to the windier conditions for them. I'm not saying it's like it's like playing on the European tour, but you get a little bit more weather. Um, you know, here than you would on the West Coast, um, more difficult tracks. And, it's, uh, you know, so I, I like Norrin a lot, and I bet him 35 to 1. Yeah, that's a good point. Europeans are here, right? There's a bunch uh, in this field. Lowry, we talked about, Fleetwood. I think Poulter's playing. Um, Nikolai Hogard, who I think will be an interesting name yep. this week as well. Uh, Westies here. I see Stenson's name. So there's, there's, there's a lot of guys here uh, from that European flavor standpoint. They probably like to see the wind blow a little bit more. I think you bring up an interesting stat, bogey avoidance. I just pulled it up. Um, let's go last 50 rounds, right? Like guys that avoid bogeys. Looking at it on Fantasy National right now as it comes up. It's in the spiral of death right now. So as it comes up... I'm going to come back to the, oh, here we go. All right, here we go. Bogey avoidance. Ah, what a segue it leads me into. A guy that's also at 40 to one. You know who number one is so far? Limited yeah, sample. Yeah, I, I took a peek. I took a peek. Lim- yeah, I see that. sample size. Lim- uh, yeah, l- let, me, let me bring my boy up. Here he comes. You ready for it? Middle prayer. Yeah, I, I know he's a favorite uh, on the on the golf Twitter. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't believe in him yet. You know, I, I I don't believe in him yet. I know a lot of people do. Uh, I'm not going to bet him forty to one. Right. Uh, if he was eighty to one, sixty to one, maybe. Uh, but you see how I set it up there, though. Like, yeah. I was leading me into Mito because I think Mito's going to win this year. Mm-hmm. I, I I do. I think he's going to win. Uh, he, you know what he hasn't done yet, Mito? He hasn't put the putting and the ball striking together yet. You know, he's fully capable of doing both. I mean, he's won three times. What do he win? Three times at the Corn Ferry Tour, right? So he's got win equity. I just think he's – I really do think he's a real – I thought he would be a wonderful pro when he came in, Corn Ferry Tour. Like, I, he's not surprised me at all. Like, I think he is uh, a guy that's going to win on the PGA Tour. And and I think he's even more motivated now after his boy won last week. He was the yep. first guy there waiting for him, right? So now he's in Sergio, okay. right? In Sergio, yep. Yeah. So first guy there uh, to to shake his hand after the win. Give him a big old hug. I, I like Mito. I've already played him. I got him at 45. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, if we go a little bit lower, I'd rather play <clears throat> another guy, another rookie on tour. Was he Newt? Uh, I'm Love a fan. Him. I'm yeah. a fan of his game. I, you know, I tend to, I've been rostering him all year in DFS and betting him a lot, but I think I've been making a mistake where I think he performs better at courses where you don't need to pound the ball. 
yeah. uh, out there. And, you know, if you look at his results, a lot of his results have been on shorter courses, his better results. Um, you know, short game, really excellent short game. Um, you know, his big weaknesses off the tee uh, is where it comes from. And hopefully, you know, with, the, with, with a little bit less than driver here, uh, he can go ahead and, uh, you know, avoid using so much driver and being okay. I think he's like 112th in strokes gained off the tee in the last 50 rounds in the field. Uh, but, he, you know, good out of the bunker, good bogey of ones, good on long par fours, good around the green, uh, well above average in approach. I think this is the type of course where you could really see him do well. And I'm a big fan of him at 50 to 1. That bet has already been made. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That was number three on my list was was Bezaden Hutt. And the other thing that really stands out with Bezaden Hutt to me is he's very good on Bermuda. So, you know, he was seventh at API last year. Uh, he was 41st at the players. Didn't, didn't hit the ball as well with his irons as he usually does either. So I, I'm with you here. Let's let's do and, and I'll tell you what. I, I follow Bazaden fairly closely. I, I, I'm a fan of his game as well, particularly on these types of courses, especially on Bermuda grass. Um, his, his driver, it didn't show up at Genesis. It hurt him last week. And that's, of course, you can't be struggling uh, with the driver when you're, when you're not locked. So I, I think if he can, you know, the weeks before that, his driver, at least in my eyes, was starting to trend a little bit better. So, he, you know, I don't think that's the best course for him last week anyway. I do think this is a better course for him. I do think Bermuda grass give us a, a plus three, plus four type of performance. I think Bazadna can beat it. I really do. I think this is a good spot for him. I played him as well as I did Mito uh, in that middle group. Does Aaron Wise give you any hope here? Perhaps maybe a top 20 Aaron Wise at a place like this. You know, I know the stats always bring wise in the picture. He's sort of like, you know, like the old school Willie Wilcox or, you know, somebody else who just stat wise is just off the board of Luke List, uh, you know, where, where you look yeah. at the stats like, like, wow, I mean, this guy should win, uh, you know, but I just don't believe in him. Uh, it could be the putting. It could be the short game. Um, I know he had a great college career. Uh, one of the best college players out there went to Oregon. I know him and Bo Hossel had battles uh, in, in the in, in the NCAA's, uh, but I, I just can't. I don't believe him yet. Uh, and, you know, it could burn me. It could burn me. But I I know a lot of guys who are on him, and it's just not going to be me this week. Yeah. It, well, it's easy because like he does enough tee to green, right? And then it's just let's just have that putting week. Come on, Aaron. Like let's <laughs> yeah, have that right? putting. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I, I do think he's trending the right way as well. Um, he also works with Steven Sweeney. His stats are improving. Um, he went back to that long putter. That's how he putted in college. You know, he doesn't anchor it on the chest. But since going back, I think that was a good move. And I think he's on the right track with his putter. Those guys are scary, though, aren't they? Because Aaron Wise will wear you out, Tita Graham. I mean, he, he, you know, his driver is, is good. His iron game is good. And I mean, it's not like John Rahm, but it's – I think in a field like this at this place, he starts making some putts. Aaron Wise would be a factor for sure. But yeah, that's a big fi- question mark. Finally happened for List, you know. Yeah, right. Who has made significant changes with his putter as well. And it just came complete flourishing for him that week. And there you go. Yeah, I think that's a good I think that's a really good example of the two guys where List had the great performance in the putting week and went. I think if Aaron Wise did that, he would be right there as well. Now, List had to have a little fortune, too, down the stretch with some of those guys stumbling down the stretch there with the part five late, 
Yep. But that's what it takes to win. Put yourself in that situation. It happens sometimes. Kepka didn't look good at all um, last week. Back in home, I don't know. It, something doesn't feel quite all safe. It's weird. It's weird with Brooks because I I read his I read his press clips, his clippings, and it's like, yeah, I'm playing great. It's I, I, really. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Like it's he's saying one thing and the other's happening, and I'm like, there's too big of a gap there for me with Kepka at twenty to one, isn't there? Yeah, I don't think you can ever believe what he says. Uh, you know, I mean, but the thing is, like, you know, a couple weeks ago. We buried four of the last eight holes to come back a little bit and finish in second or third um, when Hoagie won, or I think I, f- I forget, but, uh, you know, he, he was right in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was right in there. If he didn't bogey 10, he probably would have been in playoff uh, with with Canley. Uh, you know, and so it looked like he was there a little bit, and then so I, you know, I played him last week in the total dot. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know what you're going to get. 20-to-1 uh, number in this field is not bad. For Brooks, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blame you if you decide to take that number. I mean, last week I right. took 35. Uh, you know, that, that was because of the field and how strong it was. But getting 20 in a weaker field like this mm-hmm. for a four-time major winner, not the worst number in the world. I wouldn't hate the bet. I'm not gonna make it, but I wouldn't hate it. Well, actually, the <clears> Phoenix <throat> Open where he finished third. So that's Sheffler what it was. Yeah, yeah, Sheffler. Yeah, Sheffler. Yeah, Sheffler. Yep, Sheffler. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he plays Phoenix always great. He puts those yep. greens great. He was he was positive six. Mm. But I'll tell you, outside of that, the dude hasn't played good golf. He hasn't. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm listening to him. Like, what are you talking about? You know? I mean, I, I get you got to protect your ego to some degree, but you're not playing good golf. I mean, strokes getting off the tee, he drove it well at Phoenix. Outside of that, he hadn't driven it well since October. Um. His putting's been up and down. His short game seems to have regressed to some degree. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet him this week. No. I bet Shane Lowry top twenty plus one ten. Okay. I put some money uh, on. I, I, I go for more top forty bets since we haven't gotten that far low uh, okay. yet uh, when it comes down to it. So I, I, I mean the one. Yeah, we got to go a little bit lower for guys okay. that I want to go. Right. With the top I just want to get that in there. I'm playing Lowry. Uh, top 20. Yeah. Keith Mitchell staring me in the face. I'm going to pass. But he's staring me in the face. I do think Harmon's trending. I think he's starting to find some things. Um, so he, he I, don't, I wouldn't bet him to win, but I would. I certainly could bet him in the top 20 range. Uh, all right. We're kind of, here's Westwood. Defending champ, uh, Matt Jones, 50 to 1. He's right there with Bezaden Hood at 50 to 1. Taylor Moore's getting some respect at 50 to 1. Cameron Young played very well last week at 55 to 1. It'll be tough to follow that up. Now you're coming across the country. We'll see. Palmer, McCarthy playing well. Cage Lee. Any interest in Reed? Any of these names? No, no Reed. Um, you know, not. I, I, I took the bait last week and bet Reed instead of Neiman. Because okay. Reed was 90 to 1 and Nemo was 71 just because of the name value and you know you possible winner. Okay, but something's wrong with Reed. Uh if you look at his driving distance, it's been so low. Yeah. Uh, you know, he gained a little bit last year, the year before. And you know, it was his driving. I don't know if it has something to do with the illness he had over the fall, but he has not looked the same since. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, tomorrow's uh guest, Brandel Chambly, which you're not gonna want to miss, he would tell you. 
that the reason that that has gone low is because he went to work with David Ledbetter. That's why. That's what he would tell you. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's it's well noted, right? I mean, he's his driving is awful, bad. Yeah, awful, and it's leaked into his approach game now. And you know, he's just Patrick really playing some really bad golf right now, and he he's certainly um, he, he's stumbling down. I'll tell you, a guy that's played well here when we start getting down to this 65 to one range is Lucas Glover. I mean, he's a guy that checks out when you start looking at tournament history and how they've played this golf course. In fact, I would say, according to my calculations here in Fantasy National, last five rounds, he's gained the most strokes. Lucas Glover. He's finished 19th, cut T4, 17th, and 21st. He's been the most consistent and has gained the most strokes over the last five years. Second is Fleetwood. Shit. Fleetwood. Then Sung Jay, Woodland, Fowler, and last year's runner-up, Brandon Hagee. Yeah, I like Glover. I'm using him this week in DFS. I actually have him in my cash lineup as of now. Uh, but when it came to bets, I went to another 65. The one guy you just spoke his name is Gary Woodland. Uh, I think a few weeks ago you saw his game just improve a little bit more. Uh, you know you, your, his injury bug looks like it's off. I think at some point in time you're going to see him get back to at least some semblance of what he was during the U.S. Open. Um, so I, I, I don't want to miss out on him because I'm a big yeah. Gary Woodland fan. So I, I have him at 65 to 1 to bet I made this week. Woodland's so interesting to me. Such a good guy. Um, great guy. Yeah. And but just a tinker, man. Like he just he's he's a tinker of a swing, and you know, like he's jumping around and like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? You know, he's with Mark Blackburn now. Is there in the range in Palm Springs watching him work? And I don't know. He just looks technical to me. I, I, it's hard to play at a high level when you're technical. You should just go watch video of the U.S. Open at Pebble and just recreate what he did there. He needs to watch my training program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny, you know, my background, like these guys, when they start jumping around, that scares me. Yeah. You know, like it just, it because then it's this, it's this, and you lose your confidence. It's hard when you're thinking mm-hmm. that kind of stuff to play at that level. He's missed, what, four of his last five cuts? Yeah, something like that. The one cut he made, I think it was three weeks ago. Yeah, I, yeah, it was one of them. I think he finished thirty third. He started off real strong, sort of faded towards the weekend. I'm giving you, you, I'll give you, you a little bit there. I'll give you Woodland. Speaking of tinkering and thinking, Ricky Fowler sixty five to one. Yeah, no one back in twenty seventeen. No Fowler for me. I'd rather have CT Pan. Yeah, I would too. I played CT Pan uh, top twenty plus two eighty. Yeah, I, li- I like that bet. Top twenty, uh, CT Pan seventy to one. Uh, that's a bet that I made. I mean, it's probably one you of made my it. Final win. Okay, CT Pan. I-, I-, I did make that bet. You know, uh, what an eighth place, ninth place finish here. Uh, uh, pretty recently, um, last week or the week before, that has had good form here uh, in the past. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of CT, and you know, we've seen him win before. Uh, it's not like it's out out of the question. University of Washington. Doesn't hit it real far. Mm-hmm. Could be a good spot for him, right? Could be. Yep. Let me um, real quick here. I want to look at one thing here before we get down into the bigger odds. Not his best surface in putting Bermuda. Um, it was ninth at Genesis. 
you know, seems to like this place. He seems to, he seems to like this place. I like him. Top 20. Yeah, I'll stay there at, at, at 280. Grayson Sig, Chris Kirk at 70. Zach Johnson, Herbert in the 80 to 1 range. Michael Thompson, interesting at 80 to 1. Charles Howell III, 80 to 1. Just got a 600 start. Wow. On the PGA Tour. This will be, he played last week, be 602. 602. I like Hogard, Nikolai Hogard. I played him. Top 20 plus 300. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the guy, when he come home from win like three weeks ago, him and yeah. his brother are like the next big thing over there across the pond, right? Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're looking strong. I don't I don't hate that number. Uh, if we're going like top 20, top 40s in that range, um, I sort of like, um, uh, where is it, Mark Hubbard? Uh, I did plus 140. Yeah, I think he had a pretty good showing in the Corn Ferry last week. Uh, played well on this course uh, in the past. The stats sort of line up. Uh, plus 140 for a top 40. Not not a bad number there. Uh, I, I like that. And I also like Sam Ryder uh, at plus 150 uh, for a top 40. Think about Sam when you when you see him play, it's a boomer bust. It's a whole bunch of birdies, you know, mixed in with a bunch of bogeys. So I think he works great for DFS, uh, you mm. know, I mean, because he just makes so many birdies uh, out there. And lots of mistakes uh, when it comes to the course as well. Lots of big numbers. But if he can get you to the weekend – I think top four is pretty reasonable. Uh, he's just got to get you to the weekend, just get past those first couple of days. And then usually those birdies come accruing, and he's he's pretty pretty strong on Sundays. Uh, if you look at his track record, uh, mm-hmm. pretty pretty nice golfer on Sundays. Uh, to try and backdoor that top 40 if he's in 60th place or something like that. Uh, so I don't mind that number at a plus 150. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Nikolai Hogard to my audience from Denmark. He's 20. He's won twice on the European tour. He won in 2021 and recently here this year. Um, you know, just when you look at the Ryder Cup and you're thinking, where are this next young group of European tour players, right? No, Nikolai Hogarth, step on in, right? Because that's, he, he is that guy. So he comes over here now. Oh, he's playing great golf. I mean, he's playing really well. I don't think we know a ton about him at this point. But um, I'll roll the dice, plus 190. Uh, no, excuse me, plus 300, uh, top 20 in this field. Nick Taylor, 100 to 1. Something, I'm, I'm, Bo Hostler, 100 to 1. I don't know why I'm drawn to Bo this week. So Aaron Rye, 100 to 1. I'm kind of drawn to Garrick Higo, another European tour player, 100 to 1. I like Rye. Uh, do like my, yeah, my co-host on the uh, Fantasy Golf Generous podcast convinced me to bet him. Uh, so I took the outright at 100 to 1. Uh, okay. So I got a few more bombs out there. But, I mean, like mostly, uh, yeah, most of my bets have already talked about. But Rye was one of the bombs uh, that Tambo actually talked me into uh, yesterday during the podcast. Do you remember the conversation that we can – Aaron Rye. Let's, let's pull him up here. His worst split is – Bermuda. I think what's yeah, okay. So I, I did look at this. So with Rye, um yeah, solid, you know, kind of better than average driver. Uh approach game, probably right there average, you know, decent short game player, but his putting's trending. His putting's trending for sure. And six at the farmers made the cut, Pebble, Genesis. I'm not sure I'm ready to bet him to win. I think he works with me and my golf too, those guys. 
think that's who he works with. Last time I bet Higgle to win, he won. I'm just going to keep reminding the audience of that. <laughs> um, Higgle's been playing a little better, too, as I, as I recall, the lefty. Yeah, he has been playing better. You Last know, couple 20, of weeks, I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. You know, 21st at, the, at, at Phoenix, drove the ball well. Hmm. Okay. I think I like him over Ryan. Take that head to head. What's the number? Is it out there? No. No. I think I like Higo. Stuart Sank, 101. Smotherman, 101. Spawn, Strillman, Pendrith. Pendrith's just not playing great. I, I, I kind of like Pendrith here, but I, I, he's not not playing good. Patty's in the field. Hey, you know, Patty's been playing pretty well over the pond. Yeah. Former winner here, 130 to 1, maybe yeah. a top 20. On yeah. it wouldn't be the worst. I think what top 20 is what six to one, five to one, something like that. Um, I get 600 on Patty, top 20. Yeah, I mean, I'm he's been playing it. pretty well, you know, and he, he knows he loves this course. I'm betting, uh, it. I, I, w- I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, I'm betting. And I had him written down in my initial rough draft, and as I look through here a second time, I'm betting it. Patty, yeah. way he's been playing mm-hmm. this golf course, plus 600, top 20. I'm in. That's a good oh my God, you can get Hubbard for that. For top 20? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't have, you know, I lose so many top 20 bets, so I sort of shifted to top 40, and I've been winning so, more of those. Okay. So are, you, so, are you betting Hubbard at top 40? Yeah. What, okay. I got him a plus 140. But oh, you got him a plus 140. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Um, I think I mentioned I, I did bet CT Pond plus 280. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, kind of moving on down here. Brendan Steele has played well here. Sam Ryder, you talked about. These guys are 140 to 1 bombs to win. Stenson's in the field, 150. Doug Gimp played terrible. Doug Gimp just, man. Another guy with great stats, Tita Green, just can't putt. Yeah. One of the worst putters out there. (laughs) Literally, one of the worst putters out there. You know, you know who I'm missing from from the book that I was interested in. I'm trying to find numbers on him, but I can't. Uh, Luke Donald. Oh, there he is. Okay, uh, you know, he's I mean, like pushing down. Yeah, I know, I know, he's going to be way down. <laughs> I was thinking top forty on Luke at like you know plus five hundred, plus six hundred uh, for a top forty. I mean, right now he's what plus fourteen hundred for a top twenty. You figure it's a little bit more than half that when it breaks down. Gain strokes his approaches in the last four events, made two or four cuts, one here in the past. Top 40, you know, for plus 500. I, I could throw that bit down. Yeah. Maybe right, maybe so. it will be the top. Maybe it's not plus 500. I can't find that number on the top 40 numbers. Um, so so I, I could be wrong. It could be like 300 or 200. Uh, but still, uh, you know, I, I'd probably still take a peek at him. So your highest odd to win right now is Rye at 100. No, I have Hubbard at like I, my highest to win is Hubbard at one thirty, okay. and Ryder at one forty. And you got Bazaden Hut. You got Bazaden Hut at that's at fifty. Fifty. That's what I got. Norn thirty five, Pan yeah. seventy, Woodland sixty five. Yeah. So I, I, I've got Mito and Bazaden Hut in that middle forty and fifty, forty five and fifty. Mm-hmm. I played Berger just because I think he's the best player in the field at 16. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just kind of I'm kind of working my way down here to the bottom. Chase Kepka's in the field. I think what he finished like 30th last time out, right? Grayson Murray's in the field. Yeah, I'm good on that. <laughs> Brian Gay's in the field. Well, fresh off his champions tour, fresh off his champions tour top ten last week. Well. Kurt Katayama. They're saying this is a good course fit for him. In fact, according to Data Golf, top five course fit. I mean, plenty of Euro experience. If he's, yeah. I mean, technically he's American, but he's played the majority of his career over across the pond. Why do I feel like Nick Watney's starting to play better? And he loves his course. Mm-hmm. His course history here is pretty, pretty good. Even when he's been playing poorly, he tends to make the weekend here. Yeah. I think Nick Watney would be an interesting top 40 pick. He wants some odds. Yeah. I mean, they've got to be plus 300 or better, right? I mean, I don't, I haven't looked at it. Oh, there's Luke Donald's plus 230 for his top 40. It's sort of, eh, maybe, maybe you'd still take that. Uh, uh, I was hoping it was closer to three, you know, but uh <laughs> You know, Hank Libiota, Hank Libiota, as we, you know, this is where the conversation gets fun, right? When you kind of get down here in the last five minutes of the pod, because there's just like, these are guys that you think about, I, I, you know, you go through these lists like we do and you think about these guys, you know, you, you pull up their names, their stats, like, because we're trying to, you know, kind of get some, some guys out there that would be a good top 40, top 20 and a bomber that would come in at 150 to one to win. And Lebiota is just an interesting guy to me. The guy can go out and just, you know, he 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 has staying power. He looks like he belongs out there. Went to Florida State. Um, he, you know, I mean, he right now. I mean, he had that run a few months ago where he was he is top ten in everything. He was top yeah. ten in everything, and then he just sort of fell off the face of the earth. I think he was either injured or got sick or, or something happened to him. Something and then ever since then, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It was something personal. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It was a personal thing. And yeah. then since then the game just, you know, mm-hmm. sort of went downhill, which is a shame because that run was nice. I was running every week on DraftKings. It was. Yeah. I mean, he was playing. Chances to win. Top can we get golf? I mean, obviously he has been struggling as of late. Yep. But you saw what, man, that ceiling, I mean, it was up there. This dude was like, this guy belongs. He's yeah. shit. Um, now he comes back to Florida. Well, yes. I mean, I, I have to play Hickok, don't I? I mean, he's my boy. He, he gave you a little boost last week. You know, you got <laughs> you, you probably gotta probably gotta give him give him give him some money back that way, right? Kramer, we owe you something. Um you very well could have put an end to the Saudi tour. Kramer Hickok last week, Wednesday, on the Stripe Show podcast, talking, frankly, about, candidly, about the uh, the Saudi league. And, well, there's been a domino effect. We like to think that we caused that, right? Here comes DJ, here comes Bryson, the alliance, and here we are, the Saudi tour. The nail is in the coffin. And by God, I owe it to Kramer Hickok. 180 to 1. 180 Wait. to 1 to win the Honda Classic. Kramer. You gotta click, you gotta click that button. You own. <laughs> uh, I um you know it's funny, Kenny, like when you you stand on the range with these guys and, and you just watch them hit shots, like you know they're good, you know they're great, right? And 
when you sat there like with no pressure on, when you don't put any pressure on, they're not playing in a turn. They're just, you know, slapping it around the range. And it's just, you know, just, you know, can I hit me a fade? Not hit me a draw. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like, you know, they're great and this and that, but it's fun to watch them just over and over and over. Like, they don't miss a shot over and over and over. It's crazy. I think, you know, if you ever go to an event, going to the practice rounds, is yeah. Great. I mean, like, one of my favorite memories is I went to the Masters the year Sergio won it. Um, and I bet Sergio that, that week, I think either 33 or 66 to 1 to win. Uh, it was only my first big win. Uh, I saw him make, like, uh, he did an around the world drill on the putting green from 10 feet. Yeah. Uh, and he made every putt. And I was like, well, you know, Sergio can make these putts, you know, the way he hits the ball to the green. Yeah. I bet him. But the one part I remember is uh, it was late afternoon, and I think it was on 10 or 11. Um, Justin Rose is out by himself. Hardly anyone left on the course. It was probably 5.30 uh, in the evening. Came out just for a little quick, you know, four or five holes to warm up uh, before, uh, you know, his his, uh, uh, his Wednesday uh, Pro-Am and stuff like that or the, the, the Par 3 contest. And so, you know, everyone was talking a little bit to him. We were so close to him. One guy was like, you know, why should I bet you this week at 66 to 1 or 33 to 1 or whatever Adam Scott, Justin Rose's number was. And uh, I think it was 10 where it has that dog leg left where it's completely downhill. Uh, downhill. Yeah. yeah. And, and so he, he, gets, he pulls it through it out. And he's like, this is why. And he goes out and just pummels his three wood with this beautiful draw going in the shape of the middle of the fairway. Hits it about 320, 325 right down the middle. Looks at him again. He's like, that's why you bet for me this weekend. Of course, yeah, I think he, I think he finished second. Um, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a I think it was a Sergio Rose one-two finish that league. Uh, so pretty, pretty impressive stuff. I mean, if you get a chance to go out to these events, oh, yeah. go go to the practice rounds are where it's at. You get the close contact with these golfers. You get to really see what they do. Uh, yeah, I always try to make it a couple practice rounds whenever I go to a tournament. Yeah, because we talk like you're going on the stats and, you're, you know, and and when we say someone like, boy, his ball striking, struggling, or his putting, and it's all relative to other PGA Tour players, right, strokes game. So you, you look at someone who's like, wow, he's kind of a middle tier. He's not a very good ball striker, quote unquote, according to the stats relative to tour balls. And then you go out there and you watch him hit and you're like, hey, they're a PGA tour level ball striker. <laughs> but, but when you compare him to other tour players, like yeah. there's always got to be a rank. Yeah. yeah, I know. Right. So yeah, he's funny. not that great. He's just the range, like, Jesus Christ. Right? Yeah. No. Uh, Kramer Hickok wins this. You got to split it with them at least. It's going to be the greatest right, two give, weeks give of all time. Give a cash payout for that, right? It's going to be the greatest two weeks ever. I know, right? <laughs> all right. I bet uh, – oh, head-to-head. I bet Mitchell plus 100 over Kepka. Yeah, That's you know, I really – I suck at head-to-heads. I don't even bet them anymore. Really? Like, when I first started doing uh, – maybe, I, you know, I usually do round head-to-heads. Maybe that was okay. my mistake. Maybe I should do head-to-heads. Head head I've never really done that. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I should think about doing that because I, I whenever I try to do the, the round head-to-heads, I just get crushed, like destroyed, lose all yeah. my money. I'll probably bet Knox plus 100 over Lee as well. I just – I'm Knox is like Aaron Wise and Luke List, exactly the same. Just mm-hmm. – you know, he's finishing not 30th. as far off the tee, but oh, just can't putt. He's finishing 30th every I, I single week. 30th. Yeah. Losing two putting. 30th. Lose two putting. 30th. Like, gain three, two, and it's top five. I mean, yeah. that's the hard, like, that's the hard part. I'll probably bet Knox over KH Lee plus 100. All right. We kicked it around 40 minutes. Honda Classic. 
PJ National. Temperatures are warming up. He's Kenny Kenny. He's got to get back to his other job. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, I'm at. Yeah, oh, man, definitely. I'm going to text you those. I'll text you the links to those uh, training programs, too. Yeah, I won't, I won't need them. Trust me, I need them. Stratchel Pod, thanks for being here. Tomorrow, don't miss it, Randall Chambly. He's got a lot to say, folks, I hear about Phil Mickelson, Charlie Hoffman, and more. Don't miss it.